Breaking it down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here with Kathy Ransom, author Kathy Ransom, and so many other things. And she has become the grandma Moses of media. Uh, you could could see her on Roku TV you could see her in the bookstores you could hear her on many different outlets and uh, radio, podcasting, TV uh, visuals and uh, of course in print form and she's going to have another book out soon Uh, Kathy Ransom, how are you? Well I'm fine because I just had a bite of lunch but do you ever try to eat leftover pizza? Uh, Yeah, I I do and uh, um, you know, sometimes I like it cold and sometimes you heat it up. You're taking a chance when you're heating it up though. Yeah. I, I had it in the, I had it in the oven, but I thought it a bit in the microwave first and it was okay, but I really do prefer it when it's straight off out of the restaurant's oven or wherever they cook it, but that's okay. Uh, when you hear the phrase, make a joyful noise. What happens to your head? What do you think of? Uh, either a laughter or a uh, um, yeah, a chuckle or, or, you know, I don't know about a noise a, a grin makes, but you, you smile, you know, you think, you think in terms of that. But I usually think joyful is laughter. And then we often also expand that phrase as, and make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I believe that there are some psalms that uh, uh, imply that, that we need to address the Lord and that we need to be joyful about it. So often, I think when we have conversations with the Lord, it isn't necessarily always joyful. And it doesn't say it has to be always joyful. We need to share our burdens and other things. But recently, I've been thinking about this joyful noise, associating it with what we sing and how we share music in churches today and what has happened. And in our part of the world, some churches have really changed the music program a lot. I went to a funeral uh, this just this past week of a, of a good friend. She had been one of the teachers in the school where I work. And her husband had died, and I went to the funeral. The, the church building was full, and suddenly I realized that something was, a memory was replaced in my head. As I'm listening, we were all singing a song, and we had two or three that we sang during the funeral, and that's not unusual to do that. But what was unusual is that almost everybody was singing. The building was full of voices. So often it seems like in churches, some of our contemporary churches, much of the music comes from the stage. It's very professional kinds of music. It's instruments that are not necessarily an organ, and there's no reason it has to be an organ. But they seem to be so polished that sometimes when I'm in a church service and I look around and I think, I don't think anybody's singing but the people on the stage and maybe a handful in the audience. And yet it says, we need to make a joyful noise. So I got to thinking, what's the difference between listening to a preacher preach 
or a soulless singing of a song versus what sort of happens that day at the funeral when suddenly almost everybody in the audience appeared to be singing. I don't know that they were all good. I have no idea. I just could hear beautiful music coming from lots of people. What, what, what was, what's the difference? How are we communicating differently? When you're singing, what are you doing differently than when you're listening to a preacher? You're making a joy. To a soloist. You're, you're making a joyful noise, as as you said. Uh, we're uh, we're singing praises, and I I think a handle when you mention a a joyful noise, you know, like a hallelujah, you know, like the the word hallelujah. But uh, singing together to me in church just has a, a, a feel, even at a concert, when when people decide that we're going to let the audience, a performer will say, we're going to have the audience sing. Yeah. And it just, it participates. It, it, it forces participation, in essence. It encourages participation. And you're in there as a group. And I know exactly how you feel whenever uh, I'm in church and I hear everyone join in together. And I don't have the greatest voice in the world, but when other people are singing, I feel comfortable enough to sing. And it just is a beautiful feeling and a beautiful sound when you're doing that, as opposed to listening to to a performance. You're participating. It, which, it, you know, if I'm singing versus I'm listening only, which is it, what my head is doing something different. It's easy for me to quietly shut off my hearing button, so to speak, and just, do you ever just realize, oh, I think I didn't hear the last seven sentences that the the minister said, or the priest, or whatever, or I don't know, I don't think I heard the words that the, the soloist was singing. But if I'm singing the words, even if it's a very familiar song, my head is having to participate my brain is having to think and granted i can stop singing but then i can stop thinking about what was happening when we all sing and i think that's why so many of the songs were really hymns or well not, we might not have called them hymns but they were designed for singing they used a cymbal they used uh they used a, a, a harp and Everybody was to sing in the con- in the in the audience. That was that's what David was encouraging, and I think we need to hopefully begin to encourage people to participate in whatever that song opportunity is. And I'm I'm talking to Catherine because the the words are unusual. The words aren't ones I'm familiar with, and some of the new songs. Our, our leadership do, and they're fine leaders, and no criticism. It's just that I don't know the song, so I tend to just sort of stand. And if I'm just standing, suddenly I'm thinking, oh, there's Shirley. She's over there. I haven't seen her in a couple of weeks. wonder how she is. Oh, so-and-so's missing. Her husband's not here. I hope he's not sick. You know, my brain takes little detours, and suddenly... I'm not praising the Lord, or I'm not even listening to someone else praise the Lord. Does that ever happen to you? Sure, it's uh, it, it's it's easy to get uh, your mind wandering and to get distracted, and it takes you away 
when you're not participating. And I imagine you ran into that in in school as well. If you don't, you know, involve the the children, uh, their minds are going to wander and they're going to be thinking about something else other than what they should be learning. And the same thing when you go, uh, you go to praise the uh, the the Lord at at uh, church and you go to worship. Uh, if you're not given something to do to participate, uh, it, it could very well uh, lead to uh, mind wandering, and it always does with me. That's for sure. I doubt that I'm the only one that's ever let my mind wander. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sort of, I'm sort of doubting. The other day, uh, this past week, uh, I was at a senior luncheon that we had at church, and the program was going to be a hymn sing, and the pianist. And I were chatting, and we decided, you know, sometimes, even though everybody is singing, it, we had had one, oh, a few months earlier, and uh, we went through about, we ripped through about seven songs all in a hurry and, and realized we were sort of breathless at the end, and we were talking, and, you know, maybe it'd be fun to sort of have a song or two, and then we do something. And so we gave the audience a list of, I think, about 15 songs, and they could pick any one they wanted, and the pianist would play it and we would sing but on some of them i had figured out a sometimes serious and sometimes silly thing to do to sort of introduce that song so if they chose um for example if they chose praise him praise him which is an old song that's been a around for a long time why before we sang it uh i suggested that we were seated at tables and i had everybody at every table to just share with their table <coughs> some praise that they had for the Lord. It took us about a minute and a half because we didn't share it with everybody. We just shared it, you know, at the individual tables. And they just shared, you know, what would they praise the Lord for? I praised them that that day just for uh, the fact that each of them had come to uh, sing and to worship and get together as Christians since that was my praise to do it. Or we did another one. This one was really silly. <laughs> we were going to sing in the garden, which is an old, old favorite. Yeah. Great song. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I came up with a scavenger hunt. Old fashioned scavenger hunt. They had to look in their pockets on the table, anything they could find, and make a connection between gardening and and whatever they picked out they had just 60 seconds to see what they could find i gave them one example that i said if you happen to have a cookie in your pocket with poppy seeds on it the poppy seeds would think of something that you would put in the garden someone else pulled out the fork that was on their the knife that was on the table because we'd had lunch they said well the knife could cut the flowers down so we had fun about 60 seconds every table just thought of things connections before we sang uh the old old favorite that i come to the garden it's a serious song but we had just a little fun with it and uh, so sometimes maybe some of our audience will think of <coughs> We'll think of uh, oh, we need to do something fun, and uh, you might want to try my take a hymn. Think of something crazy that the audience can do in small groups. 
encourage some of our audience to think, you know, if you're going to have a hymn sing, and it really was fun for the group. We, we really enjoyed singing old-fashioned songs that were hymns. But uh, you might want to sort of insert some opportunities for people to pray. Uh, we ask, uh, one, on one song, we ask people to think of somebody that they really wanted to pray for, just pray quietly in their in their head, uh, right there while we waited a few moments and we had a little bit of silence. You could have fun things, but let's bring hymns back into vogue, particularly letting and encouraging everybody to sing, because that's one way we can praise the Lord and say how much we love him. We can even sing when we're around others. Perhaps on the street, we hum a song as we're going along and, oh, there went somebody who remembers the Lord and you encourage them. So that's my charge to you, Frank. You can start singing. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a great suggestion. And uh, that is a uh, that is a joyous sound for sure, especially when it comes uh, as a whole congregation and uh, in, in a whole uh, in a whole mass. Uh, it's just a beautiful sound. Singing in church uh, when everyone's participating is one of my favorite things in the world. Uh, thank you. Do you have a final thought? Well, you know, one other time I talked about Michelangelo's mother and her comments to her son that she wished he didn't paint, that he would paint on the walls <laughs> instead of the ceiling. It was too hard to get it clean. Today, we're listening to Batman's mother. <laughs> you remember Batman? You yeah, know, he had, sure. She says, you know, your new car is nice, Bruce. But do you realize how much insurance you're going to have to pay on that? <laughs> so I, I think sometimes mothers have wise thoughts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's so funny. Kathy, thank you very much. Have a great day. Goodbye. And to all of you, thank you all for listening. We know you have a lot of choices. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on... Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.